and welcome to another episode of A Million Media to Consume Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about random things that we've watched, and we're going to try to pitch them to each other in order to put them as high on the list of a million, as high as possible. Yeah, or however high you think they deserve to be. Okay, and uh, how many things have you watched? Nine. Nine things. Alright, and that's and that's excluding the other yes. stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well then you will start off with three of your things and because I've watched only three since And I'm Dave, by the way. And I'm Calvin. And I do realize that this has been uh was it a month-long hiatus. I, I was very busy with stuff. <laughs> and you know, I, I had things going on too. <coughs> I wasn't just sitting here waiting. Waiting you, and watching you, things. Oh, I, I wasn't just watching things, like 20,000 different things. So I start. Yes. All right. Let's start <coughs> uh, with some movies. Some movies that came out this year. I've okay. been trying to kind of catch up on okay. 2017 movies. All right. And uh, let's start with uh, the M. Night Shyamalan hit Split. Okay. In this movie, uh, it stars uh, James McAvoy and I think Anya Taylor Joy. It's something like that. Is it it's... A Johnson? Taylor Johnson? Johnson right? No, oh. that's a guy. Oh, okay. This is a girl. She's from The Witch. <coughs> and it's something. Her name's some combination of those things. It might not. <laughs> but it might like, be Anya in, Joy Taylor. It, it's like... in this different kind of order. Maybe these all these first name, last name things ah so annoying. there's like a hyphen somewhere in there i don't yeah. know and uh <coughs> it's a thriller okay and it's about three girls three sort of i guess you'd say sort of upper class girls they're at like a birthday party and it's two like there's two like Let's say they're best friends, and then <coughs> another kind of weird girl that's like part of their art class or something, so they had to invite her, because they invited everybody. And then, so the party's over, they're getting uh, taken home by, like, I think the birthday girl's dad, but then uh, they get abducted by by a man, the three girls. The dad gets, like, knocked out, and then... Oh, okay. And, uh... So the weird thing is, uh, the guy, uh, has multiple personalities. Like, a lot of them. Okay. And that's sort of the thriller, and they have to kind of escape his compound. Okay. And they have to kind of deal with all the personalities. Do they, like, use some of the personalities to help them? Yeah, like, there's one that's, like, a kid... That they kind of try to trick into letting him go. Yeah. Because really, well, because there's three. Like, he has, like, 20-something. Mm -hmm. But then there's, like, three bad ones. So they're, and then they're, like, in this group. I think, do they call themselves? They have a name for themselves, I don't remember. But, and they believe in a thing called uh, the Beast. Which is, like, a hidden personality. Kind of as evil and is kind of has superpowers. And then so they're trying to 
kind of bring that personality forth. The personalities or the girls? The personalities. Okay. And the personalities are uh, a guy, like a creepy kind of OCD kind of guy, so do... and then the kid, and then a woman. Okay, so is it the... Who is the actor? James McAvoy. Okay, so is he... Oh, he's the... Um... What was it? He's uh, Professor X, right? Yeah. Okay. And he's, uh, so you're, is he doing all these by himself? Yeah. And it's not like switching out different actors? No. Okay. So, I don't know. And it's all, it's, I mean, it's all right. It's like a decent thriller. The most interesting thing is how it connects to another one of, uh. Okay, so I, I, I did hear about that. I did hear about that and I, and I was very surprised that that particular film was being revisited. I don't know how they revisit it, though. So, other than bringing back a particular character. Or... Yeah, that's basically what happens. Well, they're setting up a third movie, then. Oh, so, okay. Is this is this where he sells out? I'm, well, he sold out before, but... Who? The director? Yeah. I think, well, I think this is more him... Like, he's always wanted to do sequels to that movie. Okay. And now he finally gets to do them. Okay. But that's, like, so it's so, sort of... I think I came away with positive feelings on the movie, mostly because, like, oh, I can't wait to see the next one. Like, that'll actually be kind of cool. Okay, but what about this film, then? I mean, it's basically, it's kind of just standard it's sort of high concept like that's sort of the pitch is like three girls are abducted by a man with 23 different personalities and they have to escape him whatever mm -hmm. okay so i'm assuming that the supernatural thing is real then because of the yes. movie that it references mm -hmm. okay and that movie's unbreakable just so people it's not, is it a, okay? it's not a sequel to The Sixth Sense. Is it okay for us to... Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think knowing that really <coughs> changes... I guess the only thing would be that you know that like, people have superpowers in the world, I guess. Yeah. So, I guess I guess we should go over a little bit of a Unbreakable. Just that I personally think it's okay. It's not like... Yeah, I really... It's probably... I think... My favorite of his movies, maybe. Oh, Okay. But then I, I think the twist was kind of like, oh, but you probably should have done that a little bit earlier. But the thing is, like that is it even really a twist? It's just sort of the ending, and it kind of makes sense and is cool. Oh yeah, but but the, I mean, it explains a lot about um, what was it Samuel Jackson's character if he's still around in the next one? But well, um, I think it's it's going to be called Glass, so I think he's going to be. Oh, uh, okay. At least that's the rumor. Okay. Well, then, okay, cool, I guess. But, uh, yeah. It just kind of lays this info dump on you right at the end. And, I don't know, I, I feel very unsatisfied with the movie because of that. Hmm. But I did hear a lot of people praising Split, though. Like, it's good. <coughs> Is it... 
is this really his return to form? I guess, but I mean, I liked the visit too, so. Right, I mean, like, with the start of the visit also, after such turds like the happening and, and, uh, yeah. The last airbender. But I mean but the happening is almost so bad. Like that is a so bad it's good movie. Like, oh. It's so like Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel are so bad. Yeah, that's in it. that's, that's like, Mark it, Wahlberg it is so bad. Around to like being amazing. Like, <laughs> just Yeah. I mean I I get that, but yeah. And also, uh what was it After Earth? Ooh. And Lady in the Water. I never saw that one. I never saw that one either. And really The Village was sort of, I think, the start of his drop-off. Really? Wasn't it immediately after uh, Unbreakable? Whichever one no, that was? No, Signs was after Unbreakable. And I liked that. Okay. With the aliens. Right. I didn't I didn't watch that. So, um, yeah. But now he's coming back. Is yep. He, is he the next Spielberg? No. Okay. I think he's more just his own director. Because remember when, uh, I don't know, some magazine called him that? Back Ooh. when he made The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable? It's like, the next Spielberg. Look how that turned out. Alright. Not that. Not saying that he hasn't made his own duds. Like yeah. the BFG. Oh my god. Oh, and then that guy's in Dunkirk too. The Christopher Nolan movie that's coming out. Um, the World I, War Two one. Well, no, I mean, uh, the, what guy? Mark Rylance, who's the BFG. Oh, okay. Does he does he talk in a lisp still or something? I think so. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we're going to Dunkirk. <laughs> it's like, oh, shut up. Ruiner of movies, Mark Rylance. Now that uh, Daniel Day Lewis is retired, like he's like the new, like actor's actor. He's very the, annoying. The what method acting? Person? Yeah, but okay. I don't think he's, I don't think he's really, I don't know if he's a method actor, but he's just more like, oh, oh, the actors respect him. He's a star of the British stage, and he's only in a couple movies. Okay. So, alright. Sounds fun. Yeah, and I saw it a long time ago, Split, so it's like, it's not very fresh in my memory. Alright. Let's just do a couple more short ones. Like, okay. I don't have much to say about these. Okay. Uh, ones Before I Fall. And, alright, here's the pitch. It's Groundhog Day. Right. But mixed... With death, right? Yeah. But, like, it's like a teenage girl Groundhog Day. Then, oh, there's something I'm thinking of. It's almost like maybe mixed with, like, Final Destination a little bit. Okay. But not in, like, the cheesy death ways, but more just, oh. like... Okay. Death is inevitable oh. kind of thing. Okay. So it's a girl. <coughs> a typical teenage girl. She's sort of, like, part of the mean girl clique. But, you mm. know, but they're all friends. They love each other. And then, uh, or so it's... do they? Well, that's sort of... Well, that the drama sort of comes up in some of the, some of the time loops. But, uh... Oh, okay. So, then they go to a party, and then they, uh, kind of make fun of the weird weird girl at the party, and then they all are driving back home, and then they get in a car accident, and then the girl wakes up the morning before, and then it's just in a Groundhog Day time loop where or, she lives the day over and over and over, just and over, and over again. 
Is this just a dying dream? Uh, no. Okay. In the same vein as that one, what was it, Twilight Zone episode? The lady gets into a car crash and then... Oh, the hitchhiker one? Yeah, the hitchhiker one. Or like Shadow Play, where the guy just has the same dream every night where he's mm. like on trial, being executed. Yeah. Oh, that's like the best one. Yeah. Oh, I think I like the one with the... Uh, the kid where he where whatever he says yeah that's a creepy one yeah that's a really cool one so that so that's the story yeah is does it that good? sound interesting to you well the thing is that the groundhog day with death thing has been done in groundhog day but he <laughs> but he doesn't he just is in a loop right like he doesn't like what starts <laughs> this off is that like she dies right in a car but so i don't know why it's called before i fall because they get into a car accident, and there isn't any falling. Well, you know, when you fall, you die. That's that's what they mean. In... But that's like, that makes me think of like a fallen angel or something. It's like, is oh, that do people say when they die you fall? Is that really? Uh, that's like that's like kind of a thing. Yeah. Sounds like she's going to hell. You can interpret it like that too, but uh, I don't know. Um, I don't that just the title so, sounds like she's like jumping off a building and like killing herself. With okay, that. okay, so and then so it never goes to the sort of Groundhog Day extremes where like he's like jumping in front of like cars and or like throwing himself off cliffs or something. Right. And then it's not really clear how many times she's. Oh, that's fine. In the loop. That's fine. That should be. That, like, I think I, I've always is, enjoyed like stories where it's unknown just like, how I many think, times. Like, I read a synopsis where it says, like, <coughs> for one week, she will relive the same day. But I think it's more than that. Yeah. I've kind of always enjoyed stories where they don't show you every single time that they've mm -hmm. repeated. Uh, what was it? That that one movie where, um... What was it? <laughs> Tom Cruise? Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Lived, I Repeat. Lived, I Repeat again, right? And Repeat, I think, is the next one. Live, die, repeat, and repeat. Is, is that what the sequel's going to be called? I think that's what the sequel's going to be called. All you need is kill? Yeah. That's still that, probably that, the best that's title. That's still the best title. I don't get why they just don't... Uh, like, I can understand, because that's not the most Grammatically marketable... Thing? But that's, like, not the most marketable title, because if you say that to someone, they'd be like, what? But, but... I mean, it's not like Edge of Tomorrow was... That's just, like, super vague. The super generic is that the thing. That could be any time travel movie could be called Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. So, but when you say all you need is kill, it's like, oh, you're talking about that thing and it's going to be, and it's, and, and it, it's it has cool. an interesting it's, title. Yeah. It sounds cool. All you need is kill. Yeah. That almost, it almost sounds like a James Bond like title or something. Yeah, it does. It really does. Next, next James Bond movie where they go back in time. So what is the plot of this movie? Is it just like, it's, is I it her mending her... relationships? Like solving everything before she dies or sort of like kind of like leaving off on a good note yeah okay but then but right but she only gets like technically the one day right to... like so when the loop ends right so all the stuff she did in the previous loops i guess it only oh. mattered to her okay. so it's weird so like so does it I'm... can oh, okay so what I'm thinking is, uh, you know, in Groundhog Day, it just kind of ends at a point when he solves, like, an issue. Mm -hmm. I, I forget what it was. Was it because he saved that one person? 
I don't know. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, or like, uh, what was it, Tom Cruise, like, killing the boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's what's the reason as to why? Well, that's the ending. I don't know if we want to get into spoilers. Well, I don't know. But it's... But there is like of... does, does she solve it and does it end her, like... Yeah. Cycle. Does it end the cycle now? Yeah, but it's sort of <laughs> it's dumb though. Okay. Like that's not that's kind of the dumb part. Okay. But then like so one of the days, uh the loop in the loop she <coughs> like decides to spend the the day with her like little sister oh. and like kind of cause she sort of ignores her usually. And her little sister dies? No. Okay. But it's just and then, you know, and then she's, like, giving all this advice and stuff. It's like, well, I mean... Is she going to really re- yeah, retain she's gonna, that? she's not going to remember any of this because it's just going to loop in the next day. So, like, why are you really doing this? It's, like, just making yourself feel good. It's like, I did a good thing. It's like, well, not really. Because it didn't <laughs> actually happen. That reminds me of, uh, of uh, what was it called? A video game for uh, Legend of Zelda called... Uh, was it? It's not the Ocarina of Time, but... Majora's uh, Mask. Majora's Mask. In which you have three days to uh, solve an issue. And if you don't, then... Uh, you start back over, right? You, you start back over, and then uh, and then you have to do everything again. Yeah. All the things that you've done do you previously. Think, do you think there were people who like beat the game in the first cycle and were like, well, what's the... Yeah. I thought there was supposed to be some sort of gimmick to this game. Yeah. <laughs> They beat it. it like well, generally you don't you don't even beat it in the first like time frame because you there's just so much to do and then you realize that you don't actually have to do everything <laughs> that you can just do some of it and then like and then just beat the game with some of it some of the problems are solved that's it yeah so it's it's all right yeah but I guess. <laughs> Like your mileage may vary, if well, like and how interested you are in this like teen girl's life. Well, I suppose, I suppose you should spoil like what is the plot twist or whatever the thing that she needed to solve. So she ends up because I think the first loop, or like in the first time she lives it, I think they did they hit somebody. I don't know. They, but whatever happens, like, somebody dies. Okay. No matter what she does. <laughs> even if, like, she saves her friends and her, someone else, like, dies in a car accident or... In a separate car accident or in the yeah, car accident or, that they are involved in? Or in, like, a similar car accident. Okay, so... Or, no, here's it is. So the car accident would happen anyways, is what you say. Or if they don't get in the car accident, uh, like, the weird girl... Like, gets okay. hit by a car instead. Okay. So then, in the end, uh, so the weird girl is, like, running through the woods. Because at the party, there's this, like, they have this confrontation basically every time. Okay. And then she ends up running through the woods, and then, like, gets hit by a car. And okay. that's that. Okay. So then, our hero then chases after her, and then she gets hit by the car instead. And, and that's then... what breaks the loop. Okay. So she just like sacrifices herself. Okay, I, I was, I was assuming that was gonna be the, okay. It's like ugh. Okay, 
Is there a narration at the end? Yeah. Okay. Something, yeah. I, I I am so. Are the moments of your life or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure that it can't just end like she that. She needs na- to narrate like the She ending. narrates like the whole movie. Okay. Okay. Cause and, I... then, and then the actress, she's Zoe, uh, Zoe Deutsch. She, she's pretty good. Cool, but... <coughs> okay. And she, but she's in that place where sometimes in movies she'll play an adult and then sometimes she's she'll playing play a teenager. teenager? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, who who is it? The one who's in... <laughs> I think Emma Stone did that for a while. And, and then... well, no, no, no. Jamie Lee Curtis did that for mm-hmm. a while. I will be speaking about her in a later episode. Um, yeah. And anything else? Yeah. So it's sort of. Well, I I remember. I think I remember watching it, or not watching it. The uh, seeing the trailer mm-hmm. and. Seeing how the imagery is very dark and drab and things are very black. Mm-hmm. Is that the case for the film itself? Yeah, but it's more just sort of like washed out. Right, right. Then it feels, but it feels very almost like like Twilight-ish or it's sort of in that like young adult okay. sort of <coughs> movie space. Okay. I almost want to say like MTV sort of. Okay. You mean uh? Or like Freeform or like all those channels that have like the dramas on them and it's. It's soap opera in a way, is what you're saying. Yeah, or you know, and there's always like some sort of like pop song playing or. Okay. Okay. I think I'm starting to. This is well. This has not been. On like a good level for me, anyways, <laughs> and it's already going down. So yeah, you know, it's sort of. It's it's definitely sounds like it's going to be something that's going to be of its time, and yeah. just kind of be forgotten about later on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. But then, except for maybe like the concept will be. Well, the Groundhog like, Day it'll concept. Be on, it'll be is called the Groundhog of, Day yeah, concept. It'll be on some sort of list of Groundhog Day movies. So yeah. All right, then the third one. Yeah. Let's do f- real quick. Uh, it's called Free Fire. It's set in the... Like, when was the Irish... Famine? No, the... Um, Rebellion? Yeah, or like the... like What is it? The IRA? Was that... Is that what they were called? Are, are you like talking... When they were like bombing places <coughs> and they were... Um, in, in England? Yeah. Okay. Or um, was it the Irish like Civil War? I don't know. I'm not very good with that. I'm more, well, yeah, I don't know much about uh, United Kingdom history, so. I but it's set uh, between the 60s and the 80s, somewhere in that time span okay. where that's going on. Okay. And then so it's uh, the Irish. There's a group of Irish guys involved in that, and they want to buy some guns. And, and they then, just let them, right? Because of the Second Amendment. Oh, well, this isn't the United States, so who knows? But there are a couple Americans in it. But... <laughs> yeah. So then they uh, sort of broker a deal between like an arms dealer. And then so then two Americans are sort of like the go-between. And it's Army Hammer and uh, Brie Larson from Room. Okay. And then so they're sort of like the liaisons. And, uh, and then, Brie um, Larson's also Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And then uh, Charlotte uh, Copley, you know, from uh, District 9 and, and those uh, movies. And the rest of that filmmaker's yeah, movies. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the arms dealer. Okay. You know, he's South African, so he's... And he's kind Isn't of he always South African, though? Because or, he is South he, African. He is South African, I'm assuming, but like... But I think sometimes he's at least trying to play something else. I feel like... I feel like, every, like I, I think he was not South African in the 18. He was in the A team. Yeah, he was uh, like the how he was the crazy one. Was he? Yeah. And then Liam Neeson was like the leader. Was then, the old guy, right? Yeah, and then Bradley Cooper <coughs> was uh, like huh. face man. Yeah, you know, I really just I really don't remember this. And... I don't remember who the Mister T one was. So they're going to buy guns, <laughs> and uh oh, and so the inciting incident is uh. One of the guys, uh, one of the Irish guys, uh, the night before had gotten into like a brawl, like in a bar over something. <coughs> it turns out that he may or may not have, uh, like, I think beat, uh, one of the other, one of the arms dealers, like, men's, uh, sister. Oh. So then... This whole thing starts, and then they all start shooting at each other, and then the whole movie, they're in this warehouse, just, like, shooting each other, trying oh, to wait, either escape right. or get to a phone or something, and then that's the whole movie. Okay, now I remember. This is based off of, like, a 70s movie, right? Is it? It's, like, set in the 70s. Okay, well, no, no, it's, um, I, I remember because it's, it's a film that's almost all them being stuck in a room or something and they're all shooting each other until one of them they're all then it's like an abandoned <coughs> factory yeah and then until like one of them walks out or like one of them survives mm -hmm. last one standing yeah basically i i remembered hearing about that and that it's just all shooting mm -hmm. extravaganza and basically they're just a, a delight in the sense of violence Instead of anything actually wanting to be said. Anything anything uh, deep being said isn't there? I guess. Okay. But then there is like some stuff, you know. It's like they're... They want the guns for a purpose. Right. Like a political purpose. Right. And then... A terrorist purpose. Yeah, and then, I mean, and then like the character arcs, they're all like... They're pretty basic... But I mean that. I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing for this type of movie because it takes. It's like a bottle movie. It mm -hmm. takes place in one thing. So like you know, like Brie Larson and one of the Irish guys. Like yeah. they have a little bit of like a flirty thing going on, and then. And then she dies, or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I won't get into spoilers. Charlotte Copley dies. Is that how you? Is, is that how you talk? Charlotte Copley. Is that how you talking to Protection South Africa? from infiction. <laughs> yeah. And then uh I think uh, I I think I just don't like him as an actor. Cillian Murphy's in it too, or Killian Murphy? Killian Murphy. I think it's Killian. That sounds better than silly. Yeah, pretty yeah. He's like the main Irish guy. Okay. Killian Murphy's cool. He's I think he's a pretty good actor. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I've ever liked Charlotte Sh Copley. Yes. <laughs> uh I don't think I've ever liked him in anything. Did you see old the old boy remake? He was the he was the bad guy in that. Yes, he was. That that's not. Yeah. Ugh. And then he was the king in Maleficent. He was really bad in that. I did not Oof. see. 
Oof. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, no, I don't remember anything from the A team, so... Uh, and then... Know. So the movie sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And to some extent it is. But it's not as, like, fun and, like, crazy as... People are saying. Or I think as you'd like... As I would like it to be. Okay. Like, at some point it is just, you know, people in a warehouse kind of hiding behind things and shouting, like, trailer lines at each other. Okay. That's, I don't know, for some reason this year, I feel like there's a lot of, and I guess it's kind of last year, too. a lot of too, trailer shots? Where, yeah, where, like, a lot of movies, <sighs> like, Marvel especially is bad with that. Where, yeah. Like, the Doctor Strange one was the worst, where he, like, gives him the Wi-Fi password. Yeah, and, like, that's... that was, like, so, like... This is only in the movie so they could have a funny stinger at the end of the trailer. Yeah. They could just cut that out and leave it in the trailer. It doesn't matter. Because then people go, the walls are even in the movie. Well, yeah, like, so when, there's like, lots of... I think, like, Paranormal Activity, like, the sequel did that, where there were some things in the trailer that weren't in the movie. It's like, and people were, like, like mad about it. It's like, why? It's like... It's, it's, like, it's a... false advertising. Well, it's like, no. it's just... There's just going to be ghost stuff going on. Why does it have to be yeah. in the movie? Yeah, well, the trailers, I think that trailers should just be things that are of their own creation that sells the movie. Yeah, I'd Not... prefer it if there was no scenes from actual movies yeah. and trailers. Yeah, pretty much. Have you, uh, what was it? I think, I think, what was it? The Fate Stay Night, Fate Zero had, had really good trailers that weren't, that did have a few like shots from the thing but that the, the, those were like fast shots but they they had some really cleverly done trailers and i liked them a lot it presented an interesting thing for people to get into and that's how get, people got into it all right anyways um, so free fire it's yeah. good not great okay do you does the audience have to put in a, a little more effort to have fun than you think it's necessary hmm I mean, I just think it's not as, like, it doesn't have a sense of momentum that you'd expect from, like, this kind of a movie? Yeah, that type of movie. Like, you think it's gonna, like, keep going and going and going, but then... It's gonna keep going like The Expendables did, right? Ugh. Oh, my God. I think my criticism for that movie is that just, I, have, I didn't see the other ones, but the, my criticism is that, um, is that although things were still happening, it never really rose any mm -hmm. further than a certain point. It just kind of like, oh, it's the same amount of explosions or whatever. It's the same amount of action. Like it, it never heightened itself. Mm -hmm. Never felt like there was a climax in that movie. Was there a climax in this movie? Yeah. And I think, and then maybe another problem is, like, you Pace. don't really care about any of them, like, enough to, like, you, you're not really following any of them, so it's right. mostly just, it's like, did that guy die? Well, who even is that guy? They all uh, kind of look the same, and then, and then that's another problem, because... They're all white people, oh, of course they Well, no, the there's same. some, there's <laughs> a, there's a black guy and a woman, there's one black man and one woman. yeah. And then, and then the when they are... die, you know who they are. <laughs> and then it's the thing where... Like, in this kind of movie, it's almost... Maybe we were talking off mic about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Okay. But then... So that's, like... I think part of the reason why it's fun to watch that game, as opposed to, like, it's not fun watching most other games, oh, is yes. that... It's like you want to see... 
If like the, the person count, lives. Like the kill count keeps going down. It's like 51 left alive. Yeah. 47 left alive. So this, like, you're thinking, like, okay, so, like, people are going to die, in the like, and there's going to be less and less people, and then eventually there'll be, you know, like, what, one left, but then, mm. like, it takes a really long time for people to die in the movie. Yeah. So it's just, it's a lot of, like, injured people kind of rolling around and shooting at each other. Okay. <clears throat> well, how many people are involved in this firefight? At least, like... Maybe like ten. So I the, the the reason why it works in in players unknown battlegrounds is because there's ninety nine of them. I think I I don't remember what the start of every yeah. session is, but um I'm assuming it's ninety nine, and then it dwindles down to one. Um, players unknown battlegrounds is a thing. This is it's, it's a an game online game. It's an online game in which in which the battlefield area gets smaller and smaller pushing everybody together and everybody has to kill each other until one's left. The reason why that works is because there's 99 of you. There's so many of you that can die at once or die randomly. Something's happening throughout the whole session of that game. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one it's like uh what you're saying I'm assuming is that that the deaths happen near the third act. Yeah, I guess. And that some people are shooting at, like, and they're, like, having, like, interpersonal... Conflicts? Okay. Yeah. And um, then, but then most of those, like, they sort of pay off then, but then they sort of don't, and it's all just kind of... So would you say it would be better if there were more people involved? Like, 20 people or 30? Mm. Or do you think that would detract even more from yeah, the I think characters? That even, yeah, that would detract even more. So there's this conundrum, though, now. So, like, we could either have somebody die, like, every four minutes. Or you could, um, have more characters, but you don't develop them. Or you could just kill people faster and not have them... Because, like, people, like, a lot of them get shot, like, within, like, the first couple minutes of the... Right thing so maybe just... so you're saying that maybe you should not have that kind of, that scene where people get hurt and instead have or just maybe yeah kill them off in more of a definite fashion yeah instead of them bleeding out or whatever mm -hmm. so okay like really only a couple <laughs> get like yeah major deaths okay so those are those three okay so, uh, I guess getting away from the action, I watched a film called, um, uh, uh, the, what was it called? Um, I, I wrote down the title that I watched it with, but, um, it's actually under a different title in, for different audiences. Uh, it's called What If, and... Oh, that, the... Uh... Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe and uh, what was it? There, there was a there was a different title for it, and and I was trying to find the Wikipedia page for it in order to write down my notes, and I couldn't find it until I realized that the title was uh, different. The F word. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, because it's funny because there's <laughs> another movie called What If, and it's a Christian like remake of The Family Man with Nicolas Cage. Have oh. you ever seen that movie? No. It's where he's like. Like a rich ad executive who, like, he left his, like, high school, like, sweetheart. Mm. And then it's sort of, and then it's, like, an angel played by Don Cheadle. Like, okay. 
has him like, well, what if you had married your high school sweetheart? And then he wakes up, and then he's like married to her and has a family and has to deal with that. And he's and then happy? In, sort of, yeah. And then, or like, you know, he Maybe learns how to love or whatever. Okay. And then in the Christian one, it's uh, Kevin Sorbo. Because, of course, it's Kevin Sorbo. Yep. And um, Dan, like, Ratzenberg, you know, the guy who does all the voices in Pixar movies? Okay. From Cheers. Okay. Then he's, like, the angel. And then... He, and then, severely... and then it's like, what if instead of becoming, like, like an evil attorney, you would instead become uh, the pastor that you were going to become and marry your high school sweetheart? <laughs> and it's, that's the movie instead. You know, I think I really just hate Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> but I watched it because that's, like... That's my type of movie, like a what if movie. Right. But yeah, I think I just I just don't like him. As yeah. as a person, he's he's kind of a huge <laughs> dick. I mean, he th- there was this one point in time where he said uh that he was going to make the next Hercules movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and the and Hercules and he, what he says was uh, Hercules will never say happy holidays. He'll say Merry Christmas. And it's like the fucking irony of, oh, of that statement is just so confounding to me. Because, like, <laughs> do you not understand what you just said? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't like him. It was also in that. Oh, uh, he was in uh, Supergirl season two that I didn't finish, so we won't talk about. Okay, and he was also in uh, what was it that that one? Uh, God's not dead. Yeah, that that was a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> God, I hate him so. <laughs> it's just like it's weird that he like always plays like the bad guy in Christian movies. Like he's yeah. like, he's the one that that doesn't believe in God. Yeah. Is he because he because he thinks he he knows how to play the villain because he whatever it's <laughs> it's it's so dumb it's so dumb. Anyways, though, this is a film. What if? Call, uh, what was it? Directed by Michael Do Doze Dows. Okay, and, uh, yeah. Anyways, and he's uh this is based off of a stage play of some sort, and the concept is that Daniel Radcliffe is. A person who just came out of a bad relationship, and he goes to his friend's party, and he meets a girl, and he gets interested in her, but the girl is uh, engaged to another person. Drama. So... They, so they start off as just friends because mm-hmm. that's because that's what she wants and she's like okay I'll just be friends with you and whatever and he says okay I'll, I'll I'm okay with being friends. <coughs> so <laughs> the F word in the title is isn't a fuck then, it's friend. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's a fuck it's it's friend it's friend zoning anyways and uh, the girl's name is not the character but the actor's name is Zoe Kazan. Okay. What did you what did you think of her? She's fine. <laughs> like most of this just seems to be um kind of most of the acting in this film seems to be just going through the motions rather than actual acting or like anybody actually trying to do anything. Yeah, cause she was in uh 
Ruby Sparks. And that's one of the most like frustrating movies I've ever seen. Okay. Because I loved the concept so much, but then the execution was so bad. Yeah. And then Paul Dano was the star of it, and I don't like Paul <laughs> Dano at all. Oh, I was going to watch that instead of, uh, well, Paul Dano-related film. What? Instead of uh, What If. What Paul Dano movie? That also stars Daniel Radcliffe. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I chose this one because I was assuming that I had I would have enough time to watch the Paul Dano one too, but then I didn't. <laughs> and then uh yeah. So Yeah, it's basic it's a very basic story. And it's not like other stories in which what was it? Uh the like the graduate or whatever, where where it's like Oh, since she's engaged, she's gonna she's gonna wind up like having a wedding and getting married to that guy, and and he's gonna come in right at the last moment, and he's gonna and he's gonna stop the marriage from happening, and she's gonna go with him instead. That doesn't happen. It's a little more clever than that, but it's still quite generic as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, <coughs> there's a few shots that I liked, but I think the shots that they used were, didn't really have much meaning. I, it looks interesting, but there's not really much to it. And I think that's the point, is that they just kind of said, oh, this is a cool looking shot. Let's have that in the movie. And then they just did that. Yeah. There's like a butterfly that's like lit up. Sort of like how the Batman signal thing, it's lit up and and like kind of go, goes through the night, and that's caught and that's like a motif that uh, happens throughout the film, and it's dumb. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's lots of traveling involved. They go to different countries. Is he doing an like an American accent? Or is he... No, he's doing a British. Oh, he's doing a whatever his accent is from England. It's not British, I would say, because it's a little more scrappy. Boy day, <laughs> I'm from London town. And uh, well, was Adam Driver is in it too? He talks do in. You, do you like Adam Driver? I think I do like Adam Driver for some reason. I don't know why, but I I really liked him in uh in Star Wars and I've watched a few other movies with them in it although I can't remember what they were called (laughs) and this one and yeah he's in it and he he provides like one of the funniest scenes in the film simply because he's he just does funny things in the movie and he's the comic relief yeah I also put down a thing about sexual harassment, but I don't know what it's about. (laughs) I wrote down sexual harassment, but might have... Uh, Okay, so yeah, there's this whole point in which they talk about how creepy some... uh, Some rom-com cliches are, like, in reality. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh. So they do, like, a cracked episode... Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they, they just do a cracked episode. An after hours. <laughs> yeah, an after hours episode. Yes, <laughs> yes, pretty much. But but it's it's played for a little more drama. 
than for comedy. They don't say, hey, isn't that creepy? It's 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 uh, pretty much like this is actually happening in the story. And she's <laughs> she thinks it's really fucking creepy is what is is how they pointed out. So, yeah. Then, uh, do, do you want to know the ending? Do you want to know how? Well, I just read it on Wikipedia. OK, so. So, so yeah, it's dumb, right? Sounds like it. Because because they do a thing that they call back from the beginning and it's so dumb because it's the dumbest thing that they talk about in the beginning. <laughs> then, yeah. uh, so what's the better title? The F word or what if? I don't know. I feel like they're both pretty bad titles. Yeah, they don't really sound. They're both sort of generic. Yeah, they're both really like uninteresting. The only reason why I decided to watch this was because I was, was because I was thinking, oh, you know what? I'm gonna have a lot of fun with the Paul Dano one. So let's just watch what looks like a really shitty movie first, and then get uh, have the fun later. <laughs> and then that never fucking happened. <laughs> All right. And then it's based on a play called <laughs> Toothpaste and Cigars. Is that a better title for it? <laughs> <laughs> i'm shaking my head so no but i i would say that's a better title than the other two because at least kinda is different it doesn't mean anything because because i don't remember any toothpaste i don't remember any cigars in it maybe they cut it out of the movie <laughs> yeah the most important part of the of the play apparently so yeah I don't like it. <laughs> so, five stars out of five. I would say a, a five out of ten. If I'm, if how many bags of popcorn would you give it? Can I get like a small popcorn bag? Or... I mean, it's up to you. You're the one giving it popcorn. Okay. I'll give it. I'll give it uh, a junior size popcorn. A junior size popcorn. It's <laughs> rated by the size of the popcorn. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, watching the movie was uh, I, I didn't feel like I was suffering through it. It just was really boring. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's it. All right. Now on to three more from me. Also, the music was really bad. Do 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 do. Was it like a musical score or was it? Like it was songs? um. It was like uh. What was it? Ska music. Oh, I like ska. It was like ska music, but like do, 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 do. yeah, but um, it's yeah, it's like ska college age music, and it's I don't know, it just it was all so pointless. <laughs> let's uh, let's do Kong Skull Island. Okay, sure. That's actually, and it, I kind of loved it. It was pretty. Okay. It was really good. Yeah. It's um, it's a King Kong movie. Yeah set on skull island wow and it's uh so there's john goodman and uh and uh, and some other scientists they want to go to skull island to study it because there's uh, who knows what could be there and uh they could find the cure for Loki's cancer. in it too right yeah then he's the kind of the guide that they hire to uh and that because he's like an adventurer military dude right and and there's like the comic the comedian person is in it too yes we'll get to him i think i think we're okay i, I don't remember his name 
You're thinking of John C. Riley, right? Yes, yes. Then so it's uh, John Goodman and uh, Corey Hawkins. They're part of. They're in a like a milit or a government agency that's uh, like they study things, and then so they team up with. Um, I think it's like Landsat or something, like another like government science division mm. to go study uh, Skull Island, and then they bring with them uh, Samuel L. Jackson and his like military like platoon. Okay. And then uh, Tom Hilston, Loki, he's like their guide adventurer that they go like they go find him like in a bar somewhere like in Vietnam or something. Oh yeah, this does take place like, in the past, right? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, like in the yeah, in the seven seventies. Okay. I think it's like right as the Vietnam War is ending. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I remembered like seeing the, uh, I guess the posters, and it just looked like it was a Vietnam thing. Mm -hmm. It looked very apocalypse. Apocalypse now. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Brie Larson is also in this movie. Oh boy! And she's uh, like a photographer. Like a journalist, and then she goes along too, and then so they go to go to Skull Island, and then they go in on in, in helicopters, uh -huh. and then whoa, there's this giant ape, and he's knocking out the helicopters, and it's all crazy, and then they find uh, John C. Riley, and he had crashed there, so the movie starts like World War Two, and it's mm. like there's a dogfight. And then uh, an American pilot and a Japanese pilot both crash okay. on Skull Island. Okay. And then they're fighting because, you know, they're at war. Yeah. But then, like, they see, like, a giant, like, hand comes up and they're like, what? And then they work together. Yep. Okay. And then, so John C. Riley is the World War II pilot. Oh, so he's the one that survives and the yeah. Japanese one Well, died. that guy, well, they survive a long, like, he survived a long time, but I think then he just, like, died of old age or something. Oh, okay. Because that's, like, it was, like, his friend, and then... Okay. But then there's, like, natives on the island, too, that he's okay. kind of joined up with. Okay. And then, so it turns out that Kong actually is, like, the protector of the island, and there's a lot of other monsters that, like, live underneath... That he has, that he like fights to keep down. Okay, so he protects the world from the island. Sure. Or he protects the island from the world. He protects the world from the island. Basically. Okay. Okay. It's he's you know he's the king of Skull Island. Okay. And he has to. And then there used to be others, but then they got killed by the monsters. And then, but then Samuel Jackson. Is like he wants revenge against Kong because Moby he like, Dick. He killed a bunch of of the soldiers like in the planes. And then so the thing is, so the movie's basically uh, like the Tom Hiddleston group is trying to just get off the island, right? And kind of stop Samuel Jackson from killing Kong because then all the other monsters would come out. Okay, so it does all right. And then so that's the plot. And then uh, the movie's directed by uh, Jordan Jordan Vogt Roberts. Okay. And it looks like usually in these kind of movies, like I don't really 
notice the cinematography or like take special note of it but this one like it just looked very yeah pretty. it's yeah it's very very nice looking okay well did you know very like artful did you uh, what does it seem like it was all on green screen or something no i think they like shot on location probably. oh okay that's cool because then i i listened to a podcast episode where one of the minor characters like talked about his experiences Okay. So I think a lot of it was like practical stuff. Okay. Like all the helicopter stuff. And then, so it looks really good. And it's sort of maybe just like a step above like your normal, like it's better than the Peter Jackson one. Right. I think because it's more fun. It's just, and then it's just because like the colors, like there's actually like, it's not just all like, greens and grays like there's reds and like it's kind of lush red red seems to be the dominating color in this movie though right because uh, i remember watching the trailers and seeing a whole lot of red maybe but then but i think it's just like it's a lot of colors like it's okay. not so it's just it's not muted like a lot of it's not Man of Steel, you're saying? Yeah, or like, have you seen that video about the Marvel movies? How, like, all of them are... Because, like, they film with a camera that, like, is has a very flat image, which then you can change in, like, the color correction later, but they don't really, so you're just left with kind of, like, a gray movie. Okay. Like how, like, and then it's like Civil War, like how it's just, like, the big fight is just... White? Like, nothing but grays. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good. Okay. I'd really recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Like that, I think, and then comparing that to, like, the Peter Jackson King Kong or the new Godzilla movie, like, they're just not very fun. They're just kind of, like... It's very weary. And they're dark, and yeah. it's like... But I mean, like, literally, like, dark oh, and okay. rainy. Right. And just kind of blah. And then you don't really care about the people. Like, in this, like, there are a lot of characters, and you kind of like and are interested in all of them. And, okay. like, all of their stories. Okay. Like, even some of the soldiers, scientists, like... You know who they are. Oh. And then, so, like, when they die, you actually, like, give a shit. <laughs> okay. And then it sets up maybe a little crossover there in the end credits. So, all right. I remember that uh, in the new Godzilla, Ken Watanabe is, like, one of the... Let them fight. Is, like, a somebody who like really knows Godzilla mm -hmm. well and and is and holds him in reverence is that the same with John C Riley and the tribesmen or whatever yeah basically okay but so, just cuz they like so they live know, on the island with him so right so they know that Kong is like on their side or something mm -hmm. okay okay i don't know what else to say yeah it's good it's funny and thrilling. It's uh, the best act. It's the best big budget movie to come out this year. What, are you? Would you say that this is a good 
entry in the uh, that justifies the giant the kaiju universe months the cinematic universe thing because that's what they're doing now. Sure, but then I'd say the weakest point is like the other like monsters. Like John C. Riley calls them something like like the crawlers or like the skull like he calls them like skull crawlers or something, and then those are basically <laughs> like the what like the mutos from oh, the okay. Godzilla movie. They're just kind of like okay, eh. yeah. There's some monster looking thing, right? And they're like you know like the whitish gray kind of multiple armed kind of like they're kind of look like bugs. All right, yeah. As opposed to, like, classic Godzilla, where, like, all the different monsters are, like, you know, like, there's Mothra, and then King Ghidorah, and Yeah, but those are gonna have Rodan. their own movies. Those are gonna have their own I movies, I think, you know? so that's, I think those are the three that, like, because at the end, they, like, bring some people in, and are like, there's other monsters, and they, like, show them some pictures. And Mothra. Like Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and I think Rodan is the other one. Okay. It's just like a dragon. Okay. He's just a one-headed dragon, unlike King Ghidorah, who's a three-headed dragon. Mm. But right. I think that was the first one Godzilla ever went up against was right. Rodan. Right. Did they? I don't know. But we're weirdly unlike Split, where like I was really looking forward to a sequel. But then, more than I enjoyed the actual movie, right. like this one, like I don't really need to see anymore. Okay. Especially like if this director isn't doing them, like it's sort of so moving on, right? I still have two, two more to do. Yes. All right, Alien Covenant, sequel to Prometheus, directed by Ridley Scott. Sounds it's, like crap. It it's an alien movie. Sounds bad. And, you know, it's basically, you know what you're getting in an alien movie. Yep. And it's not as good as Alien or Aliens. Yep. Sounds and, about right. Uh, Michael Fassbender is a standout. He plays he plays his character from Prometheus and another android too. Or robot, whatever they call it. I think they're androids. Yeah, androids. And then... It's the same androids that are from uh, Aliens, Alien yeah. and Aliens, right? Yeah, okay. Or the same, like, type. Like the same type, right? Yeah, with the white blood and everything, right? Yep. Okay. Right. And it's real weirdly almost more of an android movie than an alien movie, but and you know, and it explain it gives you answers to things that really you never really questioned about, <laughs> like where did the aliens even come from? <laughs> Do you care? No. <laughs> what happened to Elizabeth Shaw from Prometheus? Do you care? No. No. <laughs> but it's, I mean... Do you think Ridley Scott's senile at this point? Nah, I think he's just more... It's almost like he's like James cameron where it's like, franchises! I can make franchises! Like, now he's like... I think he came out of something recently where it's like Blade Runner could be its own, like, huge franchise. Even though I'm really looking forward to the sequel, because... Damon Lindelof or whatever? No, it's, uh... Denny Villeneuve. Okay, who the fuck was I? Was I he's uh, <laughs> Damon Linda. Well, is he? I don't think he's involved in Blade Runner, is he? 
Wait, well, who who is that He's, that I just mentioned? He did like Lost, and he wrote Prometheus. Oh, okay. Stuff. That's why. So he's a okay. human that exists. <laughs> okay. And he's worked with Ridley Scott. Okay, so. that that's why that's yeah. where my mind came from. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Denny Villeneuve he did like Prisoners and, and uh, Sicario and Arrival. Yeah, Arrival is good. It looks like a sequel to Blade Runner. Yeah, but I love Blade Runner, so I'm like, yeah, give me a sequel. Yeah, it was weird. I was that's totally the difference a, between you and I. Was I was I was totally against it. I'm like, why in the world would you ever do a sequel? Blade yeah, Runner. especially since like Harrison Ford is a fucking it's like, replicant, and it's like, but it looks. <coughs> but he's an old good. guy. But he's an old guy now. It is, but he's but still that, replicant. See, that's what Ridley Scott came out with. He's like, and we'll find out once and for all whether Deckard is a replicant or not. And it's like, but isn't the whole thing in the movie is like it's sort of vague and it's kind of up to you? Yeah. Like that's that's sort of Ridley Scott now is like. I'm giving you answers. It's the like, questions that you don't answers. The questions that you didn't want to have answered. Oh. Where did the aliens come from? Who was the space jockey? It's like only like super nerd alien fans even know what a, what the space jockey is. I don't even know what that yeah, is. <laughs> like and that's what Prometheus basically is. It's like, well, what about that space jockey? Well, well I liked Prometheus and I sort of liked Alien Covenant. Like it was because really, I mean, I like Alien Resurrection, and like nobody likes that movie. That was the fourth one, right? Yeah. Okay. That was the one that Josh Joss Whedon wrote, and then it's like, well, they didn't even use any of my lines, so I'm not responsible. It's like, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. So, you know, it's an alien movie. Um, uh, Catherine Watterson and uh, Danny McBride are in it, so if you like them, hey... Hey, it's another comedian that's in a yeah. somewhat serious film. And uh, Damien Bashir is in it too. And two Michael Fassbenders. Okay. Guy Pierce has another pointless cameo, just like he did in Prometheus. Like, his character is like the inventor of the androids. And it's oh. like, another one, it's like, well, who, who invented the androids? It's like, nobody cared. Wait. Okay. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just like, let's bring in the guy who invented the androids. Or it's because, you know, like, Alien, it has, like, they're <coughs> working for some company. Like, like Wayland yutani Yeah. So okay. it's like, well, who's this Wayland fellow? And it's Guy Pierce. Because everyone was wondering, like, well, who was Wayland? I thought it was just the company name. Well, it was named after him. Who cares who it was right? named after him? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, Michael so, Fassbender does kiss himself in this movie, if that interests you at all. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, do you think that this should be called Prometheus 2 then? Because... Or just like Covenant, I guess. Because that's the name of the ship. That's why it's called Alien Covenant. Okay. Prometheus Covenant? Or just call it Covenant. Or... I'm... I would always rather a movie have its own title than be something colon right. something. Right, 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 right. But I'm just thinking that, from what I hear, it's more of a sequel to Prometheus than it is a sequel to Alien. Well, I mean, but or a prequel to Alien. But whatever. there's aliens in it though, so it's. I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, weirdly, uh, Neil Blomkamp, who we 
alluded to earlier, we didn't mention him by name, the guy who works with uh, Chantal Copley. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, like, was developing an alien movie. Yes, And was yes. going to bring, what, Sigourney Weaver and I think a couple people from Aliens back into it. Yeah. And that I'd almost prefer, because at least, like, it seems like he had an idea. He, like, he wanted, wanted to. Do. He yeah. wanted to do. Where this Ridley is the Scott, thing that we talked about before, in which, yeah. which we talked about, like, remakes and shit. Where Ridley Scott's like, well, I kind of want to do a franchise, so I guess... I'll just make another one. And then, yeah, and then he's like says things like, oh, I could do, like, another five or six of these. It's like... Like, like, do you have you, anything interesting yeah, to say, yeah, though? Yeah, maybe you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have anything interesting to do, so And whatever. it didn't make that much money, so... Hopefully it does. <laughs> I mean, we... I mean, we... What was it? There's four previously alien movies, and we basically know the entire life cycle of, mm-hmm. of the aliens, so is it really necessary to know where they came from or whatever? It's like... Doesn't this, uh, was like, retcon, like, a thing about, like, the queen, right? Uh, well, weren't they always, they always knew they were some sort of, like, bioweapon, right? Like, right. They said that in, like, if it wasn't the first one, it was the second one. Yeah, like, yeah, but you didn't need to know anything else other than that. Right? It's like, you don't need to know, well, who exactly made them as a bioweapon? It's just like... And who were they trying to kill? It's like, oh my god. Does it really matter? No. A lot of like a lot of this, a lot of these questions, or no, uh, how should I say this? <laughs> a lot of these answers are just pointless. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, like especially when the movies are just sort of bland. But you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, but like in a bland kind of <laughs> alien sort of way. Like you enjoyed it because oh, it's it's an alien. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I hear, I hear that there's, like, something about, like, a black goo or whatever. And that's, like, still important to the franchise. Yeah, I guess. It's just, like, Does it really? Matter? Does it matter? I didn't watch any of the Prometheus or this one, whatever. This new Ridley Scott films that I... I don't know. I just feel disgusted whenever people do that. When they start franchising... And like mm-hmm. when it was when they never really intended it to be, and they're yeah. like, "Okay, well, let's just do it now," because when you have somebody who revisits a project that they previously have worked with, and they do it for the most dumbest of reasons, it just feels really crass, right? Especially when it's weird because Alien, like the whole reason Aliens was so good, is because. James Cameron did. It was because somebody yeah. and every director had their own version of mm-hmm. the of what an alien was. But weirdly, the David Fincher one was the worst one. That was the fourth one, right? Third one. Okay. In like the prison planet thing. Wasn't she? Uh, was that the one where she uh, is a clone? That's the fourth one. Okay. And then Winona Ryder is an android. Okay. Yeah, it's it's dumb. But uh, in the anime industry, there is one director. I think his name is Tomino something. Wait, hold on. He is the director of the Gundam franchise, or the original director of the Gundam franchise, and I don't remember what his name is. Yoshiyuki Tomino? Is it it? Is that it? Yes, he is. Okay. Yoshiyuki Tomino is the director of the franchise, and 
he started this in around was it the 70s or yeah the late 70s he no that's not late 70s okay early 70s what the fuck why is it not okay so i guess the early 70s is when the uh, gundam franchise started and he directed the first three of them i think and then after that he kind of goes on and off about directing every uh one of the series every so often and then at late late uh 990s uh he he makes this film or not film he makes this uh series for gundam called turn a gundam and that was intended to be his final entry in the franchise and and when you watch it it clearly feels like a final entry of the franchise itself because it it's like all the timelines are converging to this to this moment in this French or in this particular series and everything that's relevant, like everything that has been relevant to uh, the other series is in this one. And that's why, that's why I felt like a grand crescendo and like something that just was like a perfect ending to both this man's career and the franchise itself. And well, obviously Gundam kind of, moves on without him they kind of make their own stuff and turn a is still like the ending and they whatever and they make things before turn a happens uh but yoshiki tell me now you know he, he goes on to do some other stuff that aren't quite as successful and i guess like recently within the past three years he goes back to that franchise that he started and that he ended with <laughs> and he makes a new thing he makes a new entry, and that offends the f- the shit out of me, because <laughs> it's just like very blatantly just this person is to me has gone senile and doesn't know what they're doing. And then is Gundam is that like considered? That's like like good, but is it like yeah. or like almost like classic? You'd say or yeah. it's like. Oh, it's like, not just like a pulpy kind of. Oh no, there's like because well, I'm thinking of like that almost it works better in say like the Friday the Thirteenth franchise where they keep like killing Jason like this time it's for good. No, but then I... when they bring it back, it's like you don't really <laughs> care because it was never really good in the first place. So that almost works where they can keep just doing it over and over and over again. Right. In this case, there are different timelines, and diff- and every new series is basically a new timeline, and it basically exists as its own thing. It's like, oh, this is an alternate universe where this is stuff happening instead, and or where this is a different Gundam, or this is whatever. They, they have lots of different kinds of approaches to the story, or to like this uh, the idea of like, oh giant mechas fight in space and missiles can't target them because of gundanium or whatever and <laughs> and yeah it's um yeah like so there are many different directors who took different approaches to the story and like kind of made their own thing out of it which is what i really enjoyed about about that franchise although a lot of it is kind of crap but uh, but you know um what was it Gundam Wing is still good. Uh, that's from a di- different director. And Turn A Gundam is probably the best. That That is probably the high point of the franchise. And 
well, the newer stuff isn't all that great. But, you know, when, when you see, like, the, the real-life story kind of get played out, you're really satisfied with, like, how it, you know, plays out. And then when it kind of gets upended later on in life, you're just thinking, well, that's shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the reason why I just I just don't like people like James Cameron or... But him, like, he hasn't even... He hasn't revisited, I don't think, right? No, except for, like, the five Avatar movies he's that are going to come out in, like, <laughs> 2040 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he did do Terminator 2, but that was good. Well, that was, like, an almost immediately afterwards, so... Yeah. So that's fine, but like, but over a decade later, like if he came back and like did another Terminator now, yeah, and yeah, that would be very crass. Even though you know Genesis, I mean, it was bad, but I I watched it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's that's see, and that's how you explain an old replicant because it's just they put like real skin on him because it has to get old. But then no. No. Uh, Boom. No. Or maybe there was like multiple Deckards. Think about it. Ooh. Ooh. Well, there's... So you've seen Blade Runner, right? Yeah. I've seen... So um, do you know, I think like, the director's cut, right? Yeah, that's like the correct cut. <laughs> and, um, or that's one of the correct cuts. Because well, there's like a final cut and then there's a director's cut. Well, yeah, I I don't quite remember. but There's um, a European work print. There, But it's the one where it basically su uh, suggests that he is a replicant. With like the unicorn, right? Yes. Well, have you heard the theory where maybe his memories are uh, Gaff's memories? You know, like the other guy that's with him? Right. Really? Like, what if Gaff was a Blade Runner, but then, like, he got injured so he can't do it anymore? Like, and he used to be the best Blade Runner out there. Really? Yeah. That's the theory you're going on right now? That's a, that's a theory. Hmm. That's a little fan theory. Uh. Well, because then there's another thing where, in the beginning, like, the captain is telling them, like, how many replicants there are. Mm. And then there's, like, he said there's, like, six and then one of them got fried, like in re-entry. Mm. But then there's only four in the movie. So mm. it's like, well, where's the other replicant? And then some people said, well, it's Deckard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then there's questions of like, well, why doesn't he know he's a replicant? Or Right. And it's mostly just, I think, like Ridley Scott came out and said like, oh yeah, that was just like a mistake. Like <laughs> He should have said there were five. That's hilarious. And I think in one of the cuts, it's changed that he says five instead of six. Okay. So, right. so Ridley Scott just accidentally made a good movie, is what you're saying? Maybe. Okay. Well, because Alien was good. Blade Runner's good. Yeah. I, I assume Thelma Louise is good. I haven't seen it. I like, I like Gladiator, so. Yeah, I don't care for Gladiator. I mean, The Martian was all right. Oh, yeah, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh my god! But that's like based on a book. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so was Blade Runner. And then Alien was written by what Dan O'Bannon and somebody. Yeah. But it's basically just like a ripoff of some '50s sci-fi movie, but all right, called It: The Terror from Beyond Space. Okay. And I actually I watched that, and it is it is basically Alien. <laughs> okay. And Legend, have you seen Legend? With Tom Cruise and it's fantasy. 
It's the one where is Tim Curry is the devil. I am? No, just Legend. <laughs> it was made in the 80s. Okay. <laughs> and it's like a high fantasy. And then Tom Cruise is like the young hero who must go and like save the princess. It's really weird. Mm. And Tim Curry is like all makeup up and as the devil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean that's that looks good. It's not it's not a great like story. All right, under the bye bye man. That's the third in my list of three. It's a horror film. And uh, the plot is uh, these kids, well, these like college kids, uh, oh. they run a house. These these adult children that look like, or these yeah. adults. And, this kid, that... and then the main character who like, he played a teenager in Big Love like 10 years ago and he's yeah. still playing a college student. Yeah. And then the two other people are British actors doing American accents. And mm. that, like, it's weird how that like, you can tell that it's really affecting their performance. Like, there's one actor, his name's like, it's Ian or Owen Gruffold. And when he's doing his natural British accent, he's like this kind of <coughs> suave, <coughs> cool guy. But then when he does an American accent, it's all like, ow, oh, hey there. And it's like totally changes how he just performs. Like, it's totally, like, he's a horrible actor when he's doing an American accent. Okay. So, three, it's a guy, his girlfriend, and his best friend. Oh. Uh, they uh, rent a house. And then uh, one of the pieces of furniture has a thing, uh, has uh, the words, uh, the name, the bye-bye man, like, written in the, like, the drawer. It's like a little end table. Right. And then, like, a coin keeps, like, falling out of it, and it's weird. And then, and then around the bye-bye man... Like it kept like all on the lining and stuff is written. Don't think it, don't say it. Don't think it, don't say it. And then, so the whole thing is uh, the bye bye man. Sort of once like you know his name, like that gives him power, and then you feel compelled to tell other people the name. Oh, like what we're doing right now. Yeah, and okay. it's based mm -hmm. off. It's based off like a chapter of a book called. Uh, it was originally called, I think, The President's Vampire and Other Strange Things in American History. Mm. And then... Okay. So it's basically like a creepypasta. Yeah, it sounds like, like a creepypasta. It, yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. I was going to ask it's you... It's basically like a creepypasta movie come to life. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. And then, <laughs> I think the Bye Bye Man... This is the weird part, because... Like, I think he eventually, like, kills you, or... But he wants people to spread, like, his name around, right? So, he shouldn't kill the people, because then they won't be able oh, to say so his name. Oh, so this sounds a lot like, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Nightmare, where it's like he gains more power. Yeah, Nightmare when... on Elm Street? Yeah. And then it also kind of just fits into the whole, like, rule-based horror film genre like it follows and oculus and all that stuff where right. but i i'm not sure what his end goal is because eventually like people they feel the need to kill everyone who they told about the bye-bye man and then they'll kill themselves 
to kind of like erase him from existence. Right. Then so that's sort of the plot is that, and he sort of has like reality, like or perception warping powers. Like people think they're seeing things that they aren't actually seeing. Okay. And it's, it's not good, but like people, I read some reviews of it and they were really kind of dragging it through the mud and, but I mean, the concept isn't bad. Sounds pretty bad because. I, but I enjoy that sort of creepypasta kind of rule based, like blank, blank man. Like there's like sound man and the mummer man. Slender man. And uh, obscurity man. This is basically uh, like another one called obscurity man, which is like the same thing. Oh, okay. So let me, let me try to, okay. What is the rule set then? That's, it's sort of ambiguous. What? What? <laughs> like, yeah, the, it doesn't... Because I don't know what he eventually... I think he just makes you kind of hallucinate <laughs> and just go crazy. And that's how he gets his power. Because, cause like, uh, the one creepypasta that I do... Or two creepypastas that I do know well enough about, like, the scary monster is Slenderman and the Ben thing. Like, Ben Drowned? Yeah. Yeah, and those have, like... Through the course of the story, you understand what the what their rule set is. Yeah, this it's not very clear. So how do you like? And you say like, well, how do you beat it? It's like, well, you can't really. Well, well, how do you? Well, like you what... have to kill everyone that knows the name and then kill yourself. So then he's erased from existence. Okay. So, this... so that's the goal. That's the. Goal. But then no. But then he sort of that is he feeds on the fear. That he creates by like making you hallucinate. So if you acknowledge that, so, then you should be able to get so, out of it. So, okay. So but he, he's sort of constantly tricking you. Okay. So if if he does the, the the hallucinations, does he do that to people who don't know him? No. Okay. Only the people who know his name. Okay. So it's very specifically he can mind fuck people who know him. Yeah, and you kind of become obsessed. With <laughs> as it keeps going on and on. So, so that's why you say don't think it, don't say it, because you eventually just think it feel in. compelled to say the name to other people to spread it around. So, so... And he also has this, like, dog monster that, like, once the people that know his name are dead, like, it comes and eats them or something, and it's all... It's weird. Okay. So, like, for example, like, he goes to see this, like, old woman who knows something about it, but she doesn't know the name. And then, eventually, like, she goes to, like, stoke uh, the fireplace, and then she is lit on fire in, like, pretty horrible special effects. Like, it's really bad looking. But then, so she's, like, fully, like, on fire, like, her whole body, and she's going, kill me, just shoot me, because the guy has a gun, because, like, she's in pain. Then he's like, wait, no, this isn't happening. And it turns out, no, it isn't. So, really, the bye-bye man was trying to get him to murder her. Just shoot her for no reason. And maybe that's what he wants to do. Like, he wants to trick people into killing people. I don't know. But then he... I think he wants to trick them into... Or he wants to stop the people who are trying to kill everyone who knows the name, too. Okay. So, like, alright. So, the main character, he's with this girl that, like... This, like, psychic girl, sort of. It's a whole thing. And then she... Like, knows what's up. 
and is going to go kill everybody. But he doesn't know that at the time. And then, so they're driving, and then she hallucinates seeing a, like a car accident, like a horrible car accident. She's like, we have to stop and go help those people. And he's like, what? And then so she's running to try to help these people, and then a train comes and uh, hits her. Mm. So he, so the bye-bye man like stopped her from killing everybody because he didn't want her to. It's all, it's all, it's very confusing. It does sound super convoluted. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And then Carrie Ann Moss is in it as a detective. Like, she's from the, the Matrix. She was a Trinity in the Matrix. And oh, she's another really? Place. Yeah. But she's like, you can tell, like, almost like they had her for, like, a day or two. Because she's like, if not, it's like, why not just have her be the main character? Because she plays a detective that's, like, looking into it. It's like, that would be a lot more interesting than just these, like, dumb college kids running around doing stuff. Right. And they might have even been trying to set up, like, a sequel with her. Because uh-huh. I think, like, she knows the name at the end. Oh. Uh-huh. It's kind of like, huh, that's weird. Oh, Okay. It sounds bad. It is pretty bad. But it's not like people are like, I can't believe they even released it. It's like, well, it's... Because uh, me as a horror fan, like, I found, like, some stuff that I kind of liked. Okay. Yeah. I think it was pretty short. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But then it has the it has uh, the song uh, Bye Bye Love in it. Do you know that? By the Everly Brothers. But for some reason, like, that's, like, shown up in other, like no sleep it's shown up in a no sleep podcast episode like for some reason people just think that's like a creepy song now i guess and it was also in uh, the movie all that jazz but he was singing uh bye bye life because he's like he's dying at the end and he's having a big like musical number hallucination at the end in the movie yeah you should watch that movie that's that's a great movie okay so this one not so great but not like the worst movie ever. Okay. But some of the like special effects are really bad though. Okay. And some of the and most of the acting's pretty bad. Alright. <laughs> and the story's confusing and dumb. Alright, okay. it's not a good movie. It's a yeah. bad movie. Yeah, right? that's, this sounds like a fucking okay. bad movie. Is that movie. what you want to hear? Yes, yes, I do. Alright. Alright, so I'm gonna just make the executive decisions. Just say that we'll make this my, my, uh, my thing the last entry and then we'll all have right. like a part two to this all right cool good because i had because <laughs> i want to talk the book i read i want to mm. talk about it in length yeah okay so the last oh this is technically the second but the, the last for this episode uh thing that i saw is a movie called what we do in the shadows hey. i finally saw it and it's amazing so this is a film from New Zealand. It's a uh, uh, New Zealand filmmakers um, Taika Waititi, Waititi, and uh, Jermaine Clement of the uh, Flight of the Concords fame, and uh, they do a movie. Uh, it's a mockumentary about um, vampires <laughs> and their daily lives. It's a very slice of lifey type of thing. Uh, just like this, the slice of life of, of a vampire who lives in New Zealand, <coughs> and it's um, it's like a horror comedy because there's a lot of a lot of really gruesome and horrific things that happen, but it's all played for laughs. 
and it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so uh, Taika with YTD and uh, Jemaine Cl- uh, Clement are the main characters of of uh, of this cast of vampires, and they're being filmed by a cr- a human crew who has crosses on them, so they <laughs> so they don't get bit, and then uh. And they talk about what's going on in their lives, and they have this older um, vampire. <laughs> I forgot what the word, but uh, yeah, um, every uh, vampire kind of represents a different era of what vampires were. So, like the oldest vampire is looks like Nosferatu's mm-hmm. Orlock, uh, and then uh, was it after that was. Um, the thirties vampire with uh, Christopher Lee, right? Well, Christopher Lee was the sixties. Sixties, okay. So I don't. They don't really have a Bela Lugosi, do they? Um, I I think they do actually. Or is the main one Bela Lugosi, and then Jermaine Clement <laughs> is sort of like Gary Oldman and yeah, nineties. Yeah, Gary Oldman is the is uh is the one like uh the. Jermaine is obviously like basing this, himself kind on of the, the, the sexy suave one, one, the yeah. suave and sexy one, yeah. And then, um, what was it? Uh, the 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 main one, the Taika, is um, based off of the uh, sophisticated one. Mm-hmm. And then the, I don't remember what the the fourth one was, but he's a but he's a relatively newer one. Not Twilight, because the next is the what happens later on in the story is that they Isn't bite. Isn't there only three of them? Is there's, there a fourth one? There's five technically, right. and then yeah, and then some things happen which causes them to be four again. The one that's relatively recent is based off of, uh, I think, off of uh, what was it? What was the name? The 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 one from Tom Cruise's a vampire thing. Oh, the interview with a vampire. Yes, that one. That one. Oh, interview with the vampire. Yes, not a vampire. Right, right. Glitch in the Matrix. Glitch in the Matrix. Glitch in the Matrix. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and then after that, they they convert somebody into a Twilight one, and it's all very funny <laughs> mm-hmm. because they all talk about like the rules and how of of uh, vampirism and how it kind of affects their daily lives and how it's kind of shit. <laughs> Like they can't ha- they can't eat salt and chips because it makes them barf out blood. Because <laughs> like you know salt is an anti vampire thing. Uh, and then uh, what was it? The sunlight lights them on fire. <laughs> um, and what else is there? They, they there's just a ton of like humorous things. Like wh- what is a a servant of a of a vampire like? And and why would they want to be vampires? Because that's kind of the goal is like the servants want to be vampires and therefore they serve their masters and and like what's that relationship like and and is it like really good or do, are they on good terms or whatever? And it's and it's funny because uh, they make a lot of jokes out of that because there's there's these characters that are basically doormats for them and they're just like okay sure I'll turn into a vampire do this for me. <laughs> But then they have the the one friend who's just like a tech guy. That yeah, they all love. Yeah, they all love the tech guy. They're, and they and they explain to the oldest vampire who's like kind of crazy at this point. Oh, who's kind of like 
just doesn't really communicate with others. He's like, yeah, just don't don't convert him. He's like a vegetarian, so like it'd be really bad if he was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> or like he was a vegan or something like that. And it was just and it's hilarious because yeah. And yeah, the 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 tech guy is just like the is everybody's most favorite like person <laughs> in the story. Like everybody loves that guy. <laughs> and uh the the crux of the story is that that later on that uh there is um this thing called the uh, masquerade or something mm-hmm. and they have a uh, and and they're kind of exploring you know these uh vampires lives before the masquerade and how they're excited for it and what they're doing to set up or what they're going to dress up as and yeah did you watch this movie yeah yeah it's amazing isn't it mm-hmm. yeah it's just like just a lot of clever stuff and yeah and they get into shenanigans fights with werewolves and yeah the werewolves <laughs> thing is hilarious <coughs> we're werewolves not swearwolves <laughs> i kind of love that uh and i am very much looking forward to the sequel that stars them because apparently that's what they're gonna do now and uh yeah it's Yeah, a lot of shenanigans happen and lots of events happen and just, yeah, it's funny and it's also dark at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what else to say because you can't really say much about a yeah. comedy mm-hmm. without telling the jokes of it. There's lots of fun parts to it and it's, and they make references to a few films too. Like Inception at some point at one point. I think it's time we put these things on the list. Oh boy, is that what we're gonna do now? Oh boy, we'll start with your stuff. And what is the first one? Uh, split. Split. A fun action comedy about about s- splitting some hairs. Yep, about banana splits. Does anybody eat banana splits anymore? I feel like those have fallen off. Does anybody sell those? Like, cause that's like a Sunday thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I've, I've never seen anybody sell banana splits. So I don't know. I don't think so. So how about uh, above Legends of Tomorrow? Uh, I mean, where is that? That's pretty high. Shit. Oh, or do you want I mean, to? If you want to put it up there. Oh no, no. I'll, it's. I don't quite. Okay, whatever. Fine, fine. Well, I'll put it lower if, since you're so surprised. All right, fine. We will. How about uh, American Horror Story then? Uh, under that. Sure. Okay. You're gonna put it above Daydream. I don't even know what that is. That's an album. Oh, okay. That's a music album. So yeah, I don't mind. And then um, it was... At number uh, 39. Right. Then it was uh, uh, Before I Fall. Before I Fall. Okay, this sounds considerably worse. All right. Um, we can... How about The Shade? No, 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 no. That should go lower than that. The Bad Seed. That sounds good. Okay, so we'll put it at number... At between 68 and 69. The Bad Seed and a Bigger Splash. All right. So it's the new 69. Yeah. Nice. Nice, Sue. All right. 
Right, and Free Fire. Free Fire, all right. That will go above the Magnificent Seven. It sounds about about the same point, right? Yeah. At number 47, between FTL Faster Than Light and the Magnificent Seven, 2016. They really need to like have different titles, so then I don't have to put down the year of it being made. Uh, yeah. So now I have a what if slash the F word. Yes. Um. Hmm. Let's see. Maybe put it. Uh. At. Right below WrestleMania 33 and above the Blair Witch at like 62-ish. Okay, sure. That's fine. That's fine. That's that's about at the right point in which it should be. And then uh, King Kong? Yep, Kong okay. Skull Island. Okay, that's the next one, right? Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> How about uh, right above... Or rather, right above, yeah, right above uh, Eye in the Sky. And under Superman for all seasons. Sure. Okay. And then after that, we was... I still love that like, Supergirl is so high on the list. I was really passionate about the first scene of Supergirl. Okay. But the second season's terrible, right? Yeah, but it, I haven't finished it yet, so we can't move it. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that your is that your plan? Is Maybe that, was that you just you just don't finish something? Because you know, because you... Kevin Sorbo popped up, and I was like, uh... all right, what's next? Alien Covenant. Okay, we'll just put that under <laughs> under indignation and above Hacksaw Ridge. Sure. Okay. I feel like number fifty-nine. Yep. And then, um, what was the last one then? Oh, the Bye Bye Man. The <laughs> okay, the Bye Bye Man. Okay, can we just put that at eighty, <laughs> like at the bottomest of everything? Well, it's better than the BFG. I have to say, <laughs> is everything better than the BFG? Yeah, I can't believe that the BFG has two things under it. It's shocking. Sausage Party. And Genius. Genius is really bad, too. And it's crazy because the guy who did Penny Dreadful wrote it. I'm shocked. <laughs> I loved Penny Dreadful so much, and I hated Genius. Okay. Uh, how about, how about uh, under under JLA Earth 2? Sure. Okay. All right. And uh, was, what was... And I... then... um. Yeah, what do we do in the shadows? Uh... I mean, let's go like let's go crazy. Let's like put this. <laughs> it's a good fucking movie. It's well directed and looks really nice for a do uh, or for a documentary like mm -hmm. thing. Um, let's uh put a number ten right under arrival. Oh, okay, sure. <coughs> wow. Wow. All right. Yeah, I was thinking higher. And I didn't really even like that movie that much. 
I like but it. you sold it, so yeah, I like that movie so much. I am so looking forward to like its sequel. Because I think originally wasn't it going to be a TV show, and then they did a movie instead. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a TV show. Um, because the because it's very world building. It's it mm-hmm. talks a lot about like oh the society of whatever, and there's like multiple other types of monsters that that we can explore in later movies or whatever. Yeah, like werewolves or witches or what or zombies. Yeah. So that's it for this episode of A Million Media to Consume Before You Die. Tune in next time in which we finish up the rest of our well, month. The, the long... rest of yours and some more of mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where we finish up everything that we watched in the past month because I screwed up on a certain thing and was very, very busy. <laughs> All right. Signing off with something. Don't think it, don't say it. Don't think it, don't say it, damn it!